Hello and welcome to the Harmony Inspired Health Podcast, where we will be discussing all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and topics that will enhance your personal development. My name is Harmony and I am your podcast host. I am a clinical Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner and registered nurse who specializes in women's hormonal and gut health. I am also a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, business owner, and a mama of twin boys. My mission is to bridge the gap between modern medicine and emerging science with natural therapies and the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and Eastern medicine. I will be speaking with leaders in the industry and starting those conversations that will bring each modality together so we can truly offer a holistic health and wellness platform that educates and inspires you to live a more simple, healthy, and balanced life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that each episode downloads to your podcast library. Then listen up and be inspired to create perfect health, healing, and harmony within your mind and body and live your most inspired life. You, my listener, are much appreciated. From my soul to yours, namaste. I would love to stay connected with you beyond me speaking into your ear holes every time you tune into this podcast. Join our tribe and subscribe to the Ayurveda Soul Sisters Tribe Facebook group so we can carry these conversations on in there. You can say hello on Facebook at Harmony Inspired Health or Instagram at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda or hang out on my website and see all the latest events, blogs or book in for an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation or body therapy. And don't forget to grab your free ebook whilst you're there. My website is www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today's episode, I have the lovely Debbie Casagrande, love that last name, (laughs) um, in the studio today. And she is going to be talking to us about being in control of our emotions and overcoming challenges. So I'm really excited to get into this conversation today. As I was discussing just before we hit record, I feel the last couple of weeks has thrown a few challenges my way. And Debbie even gave me like a little mini session in the studio, which is really um, thought provoking and interesting. So I'm really looking forward to getting into this episode and learning more from Debbie. So Debbie is a mindset mentor and life coach who offers grief relief sessions and intuitive life coaching. Debbie acknowledges that grief can be such a debilitating feeling and has the ability to stay with us for many years, inhibiting our quality of life in all areas on many levels and can come from the loss of someone or something that we love so dearly. 
In her grief relief sessions, Debbie uses a certain technique to help dissolve these feelings, allowing you to have total love and gratitude for the perceived loss and come to a state of peace and acceptance. It's not only through the passing of someone close to you that can create grief and an emotional imbalance, but also the many perceived challenges that life throws at us. These challenges often become memories that we repeat in our minds, keeping us stuck and tied to the past or attached to an event that no longer serves us moving forward in life. Debbie uses human behavior research and the the DeMartini method to break these patterns. She will enlighten us further in our discussion today. So if you have been struggling with the emotional roller coaster, challenges or grief, this episode is for you. So welcome to the podcast, Debbie. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here because all this work inspires me so much and I absolutely love talking about it. I love sharing it and I love helping people come from a space of challenge to a space of... Um, balance and gratitude and love. Oh, beautiful. I can tell you're passionate about it. <laughs> yes. The minute we got in here, we were like on to oh, conversations. I'm like, oh, we should have pressed record because this is good. <laughs> and everyone could have heard me have my voice. Yeah, little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always start the episodes with my rapid inspiration questions. So the first one is, can you inspire us with what your superpower is? I would perceive my superpower is my is my mindset and where I would have that perception it's also a downfall because I'm always looking at new things to improve my mindset or have another understanding so whereas something can be an absolute blessing it can also be challenging because you know I may go away from here and analyze the whole situation as um, how could this be different or that be different so well it's a blessing it can you know your 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 um superpower can be a both a blessing and a curse <laughs> yeah absolutely and as we were discussing before like when you're so passionate about the work you do as we we're mentioning like it it's sometimes hard to switch your mind off from it like you're always wanting to improve on the work or talk about the work because it's yeah it's your passion and your dharma Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I could be waking in the middle of the night having conversations with someone over a challenge that may they may have asked me about throughout the day. And so in that instance, it can be, you mm. know, it's it's interfering, I suppose, in your life because you need to sleep. But, yeah. But it's exactly. also good. I love it. I wouldn't change it. for That would, that would be one thing you could never take away. From, I would hope you could never take it away from me. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. And uh, what is your favourite quote or mantra? Oh, I read in a book a long time ago, and it is, you can't do it alone, but you have to do it yourself. Mm, good, yeah. So really, we need to make the decision that we want to change or that we want something to be different, but essentially, I know that in, by interacting with somebody else, we, we need that interaction or help or support or guidance or yeah. learning from somebody else as well. Yeah, absolutely. Having that support network is so important, especially if you're making changes. You need absolutely. To, yeah. yeah, list your support. Yeah. And who or what is inspiring you at the moment? Uh, I'm 
this is going to sound maybe corny, but I'm I'm in. I'm inspired by myself, you know, I don't, I don't want to put my power out to somebody else. And if I see someone else that I'm inspired by, uh, it, you know, we know in our realm that everyone's a reflection of us. So I'm inspired that by me that I've got to where I am in a short period of time, the challenges that I've got through, um, the, the learnings, the transformation. So... Mm. I love that. I love when people draw in their own inspiration. Mm. My my motto, so all on my website and my quote is um, that I help people but also for myself is to live an inspired life. Yes. So I think that comes from you. So I yeah. love that yeah. you're inspired by yourself because you're living your life. And actually, this is my next question. What does an inspired life look or feel like to uh, you? Well, uh, <laughs> an inspired life, I would believe for me is – doing what I love every day mm. um, and learning and growing from what I don't love. Mm. Yeah. So in every challenge there's a blessing. So I love seeing that so mm. that I can, you know, we're never going to live a life where there's no challenge. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Yeah. <laughs> we're never going to have a life yeah. where our emotions are not um, up or down. We're never going to have a life where we're but- our buttons are not pushed. So to bring it back to a state of love, that's inspired life um, for me and to be just very balanced in um, what I'm doing and coming from space of love. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's so true. Like you can't know and understand, you know, pure joy and happiness and love if you haven't had, you know, a bit of the opposite come into your life. Yeah, Yeah. you need the contrast to really understand it and to to live in it. And I actually, I just taught yoga this morning. And as part of that, I was sort of saying to my students, like it's the time in between those really, really high times, you know, when you, you... Living in joy and happiness, when you're in that moment, it's easy, life's fun, but it's the time in between that counts, like how you can sort of face the challenges and just know that it's for a period of time, not forever, but how you can react in those moments, I think. And learning how to react to it. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to learn how to react to it. Yeah. I'm still learning. (laughs) We all are. Like My life lessons. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're, that that's not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, it stop. isn't. It's, it's a life lesson. And accept, I think one of, uh, you know, a big thing is just accepting. Okay, yeah. I'm perfect today and everything's good and everything's flowing, but also knowing the opposite is going to happen. Mm. So it's, the, it's that deep knowing which then takes the stress out of when it does happen mm. and thinking, oh, chaos has hit the fan. Well, chaos is not mm. there all the time. There's always the... No. Yeah. And on that, do you find, I don't know, with your clients, like sometimes when you do expect the worst or something bad's going to happen, there's always that sort of fear. Like if everything, I've been in places where everything seems to be flowing really well, going good, and then I start to, that fear kicks in of like, okay, when's this going to end? Like when's the shit going to roll in? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Like how we get ourselves out of that mind space as well so we can just enjoy being joyful without being fearful of the crappy times. So two parts of that. One is identifying where the fear is coming from. Mm. So um, say, for example, a client may have an amazing relationship and one, there's an attachment to that. So they're expecting it to be amazing all the time. Mm. So it's the attachment to something that 
that brings a lot of judgment and could can bring fear because then there may be the fear of being alone because of the last relationship didn't work and they left so it's one attachment once you're attached to something Mm -hmm. yeah I'm attached to joy I'm attached to um um fun and laughter I'm attached to everything being perfect and flowing right yeah that's automatically going to bring in the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Until you can just accept mm. and get to a state of accepting that there's both. Yeah. Okay. So one is don't be attached to it. It's like just living in the moment. When you mm-hmm. have an attachment to something, you're going to bring in the opposite. Yeah. And then the fear, where's the fear coming from? Mm. What, yeah. What's the base of the fear? Yeah, absolutely. Which is interesting because just before when you were doing my muscle testing, which <laughs> Debbie will explain, mine came up like I've got some issues around perfectionism and like yeah. not giving up. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And then I can get to that point of feeling really anxious if I can't get it done on time because I've already made that commitment to myself. So I guess that's a bit of a perfectionism coming in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So in in a coaching session if you were to come to me for that reason, actually a client may come to me for one reason and we need to go to five other reasons before we get to that one reason because we don't know what's above that. But say you were to come to me because you're a perfectionist and like this is driving me mental, we'd go, okay, where's it coming from? So as a child, it might have been drummed into you that you need to be perfect or you may have been rewarded every mm. single time you got an A. Yeah on your little report card when you're a kid or um you know parents might have punished you if you got a c so now you have in your mind and you created a program that i have to be perfect yeah like if that was the instance so this day if something's running you and if you can't do something or make a decision around what you're going to do if you if you can't make that decision from a state of love yeah. And, go, and go, okay, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm just going to do. Mm. If it's coming from fear, if it's coming from shame or guilt because you don't want to let the other person down, well, mm. then there's an underlying um, reason mm. or program belief that you've created from whenever. Um, so that will play out in your mind, your body. Your body might get stiff your mind you might be stressed you might be anxious you might take it out on your kids but you didn't know because that you didn't yeah. link it to the day before I made a decision to do something that you really really didn't want to do mm-hmm. and you're going it's the kids fault but it's actually not it's because you did something against your heart and soul yeah that you that most of the time we don't have the ability to identify that Mm. and we're linking we're putting the blame somewhere else yeah absolutely my um my words actually for this year 2020 is soul aligned because I know I had yeah I know I had um to work on being able to say no to things I didn't want to do because I often take on a lot of things because you know especially if someone else is suffering or they can't do it because they're burning out I'll go okay you know ask me to do it for them I'll be like yeah okay but I started burning out mm. and, um, yeah, I really made decision this year, you know, if it is not soul aligned with me and what I want to be doing and light me up, then it's going to be a no. And if, yeah, it's soul aligned, it's going to be a yes anyway. So I always have to do every action. I'm like, is this soul aligned? And I've really even had to use it in these last 
two months of the start of the year a lot. And it's, it's really, it has helped me though, keep on track and be true to, to myself because, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. asking yourself, does this feel good? Does this bring me joy? Yeah. You know, soul aligned. Yeah. Is, is, you know, if there's any doubt, like I've, I, I read something not long ago, I listen, I'm forever listening to something, trying to learn something new, but um, a, there was a comment, if there's any doubt, like, yeah. Is it really right? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you say, if I rang you today and said, I want you to come and do 10 Ayurvedic consults, would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, because that's right <laughs> yeah. for you. Exactly. If yeah. I said to you, I want you to come and help me clean the resort tomorrow, would what would you say? <laughs> There'd be oh, a bit of doubt. Really. If I'm going to give you $1,000, you money might be important, but still, if it doesn't feel good, just yeah. ditch it. <laughs> yeah. And an, and. On that as well, I think it's important to know that we feel we have to be there for everybody. Yes, yes. But what I've learned is when we are not there for somebody or something, mm. we live in a we know that we live in a world of duality. Mm. Just know that somebody else will be there. Yeah, that's a really good good way to put it. Good way to look at it mm. because yeah, often you do feel the responsibility for someone else like if you know like especially as an empath like you know I can see friends going through maybe a hard time or whatever even though I'm physically and drained myself my like mentality is to be like it's okay you're strong because I've been told that growing up that's my belief pattern that I'm to be strong for other people so then I go and take on their things and nurture them and I love I love it but when it's at the expense of my own health um yeah, it's obviously not so good. So it is that such. I've never looked at it that way. The dual reality of the way we live. If I don't do it, there is going to be that somebody else. Absolutely, it's not my response. That takes a lot of responsibility off ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And I learned that. So when I was forty, I left my ex, mm-hmm. and so my children were around uh, maybe seventeen and fourteen and a half, and they chose to stay with their dad. So I extremely devastating like it was like probably the worst one of the worst years of my life because it was a full year so it was a long period of time to get over something but it also gave me the ability to be by myself and do lots of internal work which is when I started massive massive growth but what I realized with that comment that I just said to you was I felt guiltier that I wasn't there as a Mm mum yeah however when I took a deeper look, which is part of the Martini stuff, when something's not there, somebody else. Some, like, if yeah. I'm not there, somebody else is there. Like, if I'm not there for my daughter now, somebody else is there for her. But what I realised in that year was they expanded their awareness. They got to connect with different adults. They got mm. to learn different beliefs and ideas and, you know, they got to grow up because mummy wasn't there, yeah. you know, so they had so many different experiences than if I was in their life forever. So whilst it was challenging at the time, it gave me room and time to grow and evolve and do whatever and learn lots of things, but it also did the same for them. Yeah. So would I take that back? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> so it helps me now to know I don't need to be there for everybody. And if someone's not there for me when yeah. I want them to be, I know somebody else is going to step in. Yeah, beautiful. Which is also um, when we were discussing grief in the little intro is that, you know, often people think grief is the passing of someone, but that's a perfect example of grief. 
like having to, you know, getting divorced and losing, well, not losing your kids, but your kids staying with your husband. I mean, even though they're all still living and you probably saw them and stuff, there's still that whole grief process. So you obviously now you coach people on this. So I guess that was sort of like almost a stepping stone into Absolutely. The work you do now. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, every massive challenge. Like, there's been some big challenges. Um, one of the things where why grief is important for me to do as a coach or for, for me to have learned a process um, is, you know, when I was young, I think I was around 11 and my cousin died of a brain tumour and then... Um, then I had an auntie who died of um, breast cancer and then my stepfather died at, when I was 18 he drowned and then you know my brother my mum had so many brothers and sisters so there was always a passing um, mm. and early passings not like they were old and you know my nan and pop they were older but then I, we were close to them my auntie was murdered at the age I was 30 ish maybe 32 so and I was very close to her so lots wow. of passing so for me to find a tool or a technique to know that I don't need to grieve forever in a day Mm. um it's been great for me to be able to get through a lot of challenges because that's a lot of stuff and you know at at one point in time the family's like look at not and we be so nice if we didn't meet at like our funeral yeah funeral or you know that sort of place um so it gives it's great to have another understanding of life and of challenges and absolutely like I'm really sorry to hear all (sighs) those losses like that's that's a lot of yeah Yeah. people in your family to deal Mm. with yeah I could yeah yeah I um I've I lost friends at school and I the biggest pain in the world that's over physical emotional mental whatever but pain was actually losing my grandma a couple of years ago and she I know like you know when you say grandparents they're older you expect them it's you know nature you expect them to die um this was an unexpected death and I didn't get to say goodbye and I the time before I saw her so the last time I saw her we stayed there with my kids for Easter but I had had such a big week I still I felt there was this weird feeling of just still busyness within me and I was tired. I didn't feel like I'd given her enough of my attention and so I held a lot of um, grief, obviously, when she passed, but I felt it was deeper than that. I felt, um, I suppose, what's the word, like guilt as well. Shame and guilt, I felt a lot of guilt Mm -hmm. and so it, oh, that, the grief of her loss, it was just that pain it, enormous and yeah so people that have lost um relatives or friends close to them I think it is like this is going to be such an important conversation because I don't believe I really I had the tools but not to maybe the depth and the to knowledge that yeah, yeah you would have had so yeah, yeah. yeah but um just to give us a little brief understanding on you I mean you've talked about the 
the loss and how, you know, grief becomes such an important thing in your life, like how to manage that. But I know um, before you did all this, like you ran a busy medical center, you've run, you run a beautiful, beautiful resort um, or retreat center now, which I've held retreats at. And I think a lot of yogis on the Gold Coast have, which <laughs> uh-huh. it is actually up for sale now. Yes. So if anyone wants to buy it, the Some yoga community yogis. is like, someone buy it where we can collaborate, <laughs> get yeah. together and buy it. Yeah, it is. It is a beautiful, beautiful place um, in Benora Point. But Debbie is no Blamble no, Heights. Heights. Sorry, it's close. Yeah, close. <laughs> yeah, Blamble yeah. Heights. I always mix those two up. But um, yeah, Debbie, following your passion, your dharma, and just wanting to really focus in on the coaching. So yeah, if you can just give us a brief story about yeah where you are, what you're doing. Well, I think we've covered a lot of it. But. We've covered a lot, but we haven't really. One thing I suppose we haven't really covered the grief process and how it works or how it can work Mm. and um so one I suppose why coaching um you know with a lot of stuff happening over my life and home life may not and and saying this like I don't I don't hold grudges towards anyone I don't Mm. blame anyone because everything's got me to where I am today and as Mm. I said right from the beginning I'm totally inspired by where I am today like I'm so grateful for every single challenge I've had because it's got me to strive to look for something to help me be a better person or help me have a big see the bigger picture and have a different understanding of pretty much Mm. everything that goes on but um you know with challenges at home as a child with you know there's a bit of violence there and um for whatever reason and who cares like it's it's not a big deal to me right at this second but um there's been times where I could be in a really bad state of mind could definitely at the age of 28 I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue but I didn't think it was a physical condition I felt more that um I it was a a mental condition Mm -hmm. which was totally ignoring every part of my childhood and and just saying, like, everyone would ask me, how are you going? I was always good. I always had a smile on my face. Like, I, I very much hid, yeah, like, st- internal stuff. Yeah. And always very much tried to work it out. So, um, 28, that's when I started reading Deepak Chopra's, Louise Hayes, um, Maxwell Maltz's Psycho-Cybernetics, so a lot of mindset stuff, mm. which then put me on a path to dabble in mm-hmm. stuff. So then, um, so mindset and and well, it's coaching now, but mindset has always been massive, massive, mm. massive, massive for me. And I uh, loved having philosoph- philosophical conversations with people, yeah. you know, about mindset or the bigger picture and all that. Like, that would be so inspiring for me. Yeah. Um, but then at the age of 40 when I left and my kids stayed with their dad, that really set me on a bigger path. So yeah. that's when I went right into the Demartini method. I, um, Dr. John Demartini has lots of programs. I immersed myself, I think, two years and spent man thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of trainings what um, is can you explain what that is the, the martini method yeah so the martini method is all about equilibrating the mind at, mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's about getting you back to a state of love mm-hmm. love and gratitude that's the end process mm-hmm. so everything else is perception mm-hmm. yeah so it's your perception that you've had a stressful week and that's because yeah. in our conscious mind we're seeing it was a stressful week but our subconscious the i believe our our emotions are coming from the subconscious mind because everything 
that is opposite is held in the subconscious mm-hmm. and the emotions coming up because they want to they want to be brought to light and essentially bringing the everything that's stored in the subconscious mind to the conscious equilibrates it all and balances it out we can't have a, a you know negative emotions or massive positive emotions when you're in a balanced state of mind mm-hmm. you know when you're doing something that's totally totally inspiring to you yeah you're not looking for to be super happy or looking for something that makes you feel um feel amazing because none of that matters you're content yeah absolutely content so it's that balanced state of mind that the Mm -hmm. outcome of the demartini is very much um, about equilibrating all your perceptions and everything's really a perception um to bring you back to a state of love and gratitude Mm -hmm. and more balance so that you can go on and be inspired but the grief process is um, very much essentially I believe that, um, well, I know from all my consults that I've done, you might miss your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes, very much. <laughs> so essentially you're missing parts of the, you're missing the things she did or or generally that she did do yeah so tell me two things that you absolutely 100% miss about your grandmother um I probably you're gonna probably make me cry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> no um the things I miss about um granny is I think so, so we're so far removed from the traditional sort of old old school way that really homely feeling and she made me feel really home like homely and supported and and warm like just you know that warm fuzzy feeling and looked after and and heard I suppose I used to be able to talk to her about everything yeah so you could part of that you could boil down to as unconditional love yeah unconditional love so yes so essentially when I'm doing a consult we're we're narrowing it down to the lot like like the lowest common denominator and you've just said unconditional love Mm. Um, on top of that, you know, the warm fuzzies, the support mm. or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's unconditional love. Yeah. And and I know that because that's what I felt from, like, my auntie Peggy that part, like, that was yeah. murdered. Um, she wasn't my mother, so she didn't make any rules. She, yeah. um, you know, wasn't a sister or a brother. Like, she was yeah. that person that you'll go and stay with and it's just it's just a relationship. So mm. you have that feeling of unconditional love. So, yes, you can miss that. So then we would identify to the degree that you felt unconditional love from Granny, who now provides unconditional love to you? Oh. And it can be one person or more than one. My husband, my children. Yeah, so more mother. so to the degree, more so from when your Granny passed? From when she passed? Yeah. Um, I feel that my husband provides unconditional love. For more me. so now? Oh, more what are so you now. Um, so, who are you closer to now than when you than from before Granny was when Granny was alive? Well, I don't know if it, I don't. My mum. I think I feel like I'm probably closer to my mum. There's yeah. been a lot of changes yeah. with that relationship. So, what can yeah. happen is when we have a relationship with someone, we're only missing the parts that we loved about them. Mm-hmm. You didn't miss her filthy bathroom you didn't you don't miss her like you know whatever the things that there's things about her that Mm. you're not even going to look at because you didn't they're not in your awareness you know the things that are in your awareness the things you loved about her yeah so that's what you're grieving 
Yeah, you're only grieving the things that you love. So what I know is that whenever something pa- someone passes, those traits yeah. that we would boil down and there could be like 10 to 15 traits that you're missing, Granny, unconditional love, the her smell. Mm. It could be her... Um, her wrinkly skin. Yeah. <laughs> it could, My all, son loved to pull on it. Yeah. <laughs> so all those little things that you yeah. loved about her, they will have expressed themselves in somebody else. Yeah. And we, but we don't, like, you've heard someone go, so someone's passed and they'll go, oh my God, that kid, the, the grandson's so like, like Poppy and I, mm. I'm just like, so like him, I can't believe it. Well, that's because traits transform, like, no, traits don't die. Yeah. The body's gone, yeah. but all traits are conserved in space and time. So they're mm-hmm. still all there. So they're just going to transform to somebody else. So you've just identified that you have a better relationship with your mum. Mm. So that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so then we would go through every single trait that you perceive to be missing and we see who has that now to the same degree. Mm. So whereas with Granny, it might have been, it was one person, obviously, but now... You may have unconditional love from mum. You might have a bit more from your husband and one of your children. Mm-hmm. So to the, we would look at it and see, does it feel exactly the same degree that it was with granny? Yeah. And, and if not, well, we keep going until it's to the same degree. So it has yeah. to even out. Yeah, okay. And then we will go, okay, what's the benefit now of having unconditional love with your mum as compared to having it with granny? Yeah, um, as compared to having it with Granny, I think the mother-daughter relationship is always a challenging one. And I think I really changed my mindset around my truth about my story and my relationship with mum, like what I perceived to be true, like maybe I had to prove my worth or any all these kind of things. I remember going to a retreat in Bali and I obviously I must have held a bit of resentment for mum. And I remember going to a retreat in Bali and I completely, I said, I just want to let all of, it was an uncover and transform retreat. So you, you went into your core beliefs. And I said, I don't even care if I get to my core belief, but I just want to leave any tiny bit of resentment for my mum here because I know she's trying so hard. She's a really, really good person. She has a kind heart. And I feel that the way I've perceived her isn't the truth. Yeah. It's my story. Yeah. And so literally, um, it would turn my birthday when we're at retreat and I got the worst barley belly of my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vomited, like everything came out of me. And I know it sounds woo-woo, but I was like, I felt like I was literally purging every bit of, every bit of resentment out. And in that moment, all I wanted was my mum to be with me. Yeah. And... Yeah, like, yeah, it gets me teary thinking yeah. about it. But um, I literally, like, I contacted her when I was so sick and she contacted me. It was my birthday and I said, like, I've got Bali Bella, that's okay because I felt this transformation taking place. And since I come home, it just, the relationship has really blossomed, really grown. Like, it, yeah, and I realised in that moment that that was my story I was holding on to and it wasn't the truth. Like... But it was your truth up to that moment. Up to that moment, it yeah. was my truth. So, uh, one of the prob- one of the challenges with you think something that you just said then is like this may sound woo woo woo. I 
going to love the day when we don't need to say this but that is a hundred percent um confirmation of the mind body connection oh yeah because yeah. You, you I, know, I know that you know that yeah. so everybody out Just there needs the to know it as well yeah. because our body will react hundred percent if we have a, a massive imbalance like say you think of a pendulum that swings and in the middle Mm. it's balanced and it's love and it's gratitude but it swings one way it's positive so that's all happy and fantastic and great if it swings the other way it's negative but um you know if you go to the extreme one way or the other your body's going to react yeah absolutely it might be stress it might be headache it might be vomiting but it's going to do whatever its body's going to be trying to equilibrate exactly what it needs to do so we're lucky when we 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 can identify that it's just a purge or whatever because um we don't want to hold on the fact that oh my god i'm sick and i'm dying whatever um just let your body do what it needs to do and which is great with ayurvedic as well yeah because um it's all about you know getting the core yeah reconnecting yeah yeah. so essentially the grief process is really um identifying what what's missing and then see who has it now what's the benefit of the person that has it now you know it's great that you have a better relationship with your mum and but but most people wouldn't see it because they're holding on to what they were missing with the other person rather than identifying seeing that it's there with somebody else and what's Mm. the benefit with the new person and what was the drawback with the old person if we can go through you know so do martini a process the process itself is a series of questions Mm. the outcome is back to a state of love and gratitude Mm. yeah it's so interesting to really look at it that way um because yeah I feel mum my mum has always been a good mum she's always been very supportive of me and she's always been nurturing and you know done her very very best like she had me at 19 and 19 years old so she was young but she but I suppose like because I saw so much of the qualities in grandma I didn't accept them from my mum because like you said that when you go to you know grandma doesn't set the rules it's always fun she's always nurturing. like you know you everyone loves their grandma yeah and so I felt she was more my nurturer and everything and that traditional sort of mum style, whereas my mum was young, more of a free spirit. Um, But now that grandma has passed, like you said, I have seen those qualities that grandma held in my mum and I've accepted accepted that from her and accepted her to nurture me and to be my mum again. Yeah, okay, so then on the flip side, what would be the drawback if granny was still here and you didn't have that with your mum? Yeah, I... A massive, a massive drawback because yeah. I feel like um, that there's been since Granny passed. There's been massive changes in my life. Like I said, I always felt like you know I was always doing things for other people and a people pleaser. And I, I did. I was in Queensland Health, so I've been a nurse for fifteen years, and um, I stayed in that job way too long. But I, you know, Granny loved me being a nurse. Yeah, you know, yeah, grandparents yeah, yeah, that's and stuff. It, yeah. <laughs> and I felt. It wasn't till she passed I realised, you know, life, we can't just be trapped in what we... Like, I'm still nursing, but I'm at Gwingana Lifestyle yeah. Retreat now, which has allowed me to focus more on the business and the Ayurvedic medicine and everything that I really love and feel really soul-connected to. <laughs> I felt it was only when Granny passed that I had this realisation that, you know, about life, about life and death and that I've got to step into my truth. I don't need to prove my worth to anyone or I don't need to 
be doing anything for anyone other than what's really going to light me up and make yeah, me happy. Yeah. So I did, I made a massive career transition. Like I said, my relationship with my mum just blossomed even more. Um, felt, yeah, I, f- I felt supported by other people, which yeah. was nice. And I probably didn't let people support me mm-hmm. as much in the past as yeah well. so sometimes uh you know we could call that like a catastrophic event like because yeah. it's a big event in our life so it allows us to connect with other people to grow mm. to transform to uh, to allow changes to happen in a sense where before we may not have allowed them to happen yeah that's so true yeah yeah thank you it actually just makes me feel that Granny's just my guiding angel now. Like, Absolutely, and and yeah. you know there are processes, and maybe you use them, but there are times in a in a session that I might do with a client where I help them connect to their and just say what they need to say and get yeah. on. Like because cause generally it's like we want to connect or we're missing them because we just wanted to have that last word. Yeah. Well, connect and do that last word sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then you can see or know that that granny's always there anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm. yeah. One of the things I, I did help with, um, I did a consult with a lady and she um, had shame and guilt because she wasn't there for a granny at the last, she didn't fly home in time. Mm. And I was like, man, I didn't get up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we work through the shame guilt but we we looked at one of the things she was missing in granny was sitting around the kitchen table having a laugh and a giggle and like she really really missed that when we actually had a really good look and dug deep the actual giggles and the laughing was actually um when they were having giggles and laughs at somebody else's expense Okay. Yeah. But they didn't. She, yeah. they, she didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. Granny was criticizing, you know, the the, the, the uncle because he did this or did yeah. that or whatever. But it wasn't. So it wasn't till we went. Okay, what's the drawback of, um, you know, laughing and giggles with Granny? It's like, oh no, uh, no. There's no. There's no way you could be possible. Um, the drawbacks of having fun with someone. Yeah. I'm like, what we having fun about? Yeah. She's like, oh my god, it was at this person's expense, that person's expense. But she didn't realize what the content of what was going mm. on. So, when you draw back, when you bring that to light, why, how, why is she going to miss Granny's yeah. laughing and giggling? Because it was it was yeah. actually criticizing other people. Yeah. And so on that though, what if people want to hold on to those memories because they are fond memories? Well, the memories are still there. Yeah. Okay. It's just we don't have attachment to them. Yeah. So we don't have to feel like saddened by them rather we just yeah we just accept have a bit of accept it you get you actually you don't um you're not going to lose the memories you're not going Mm. to forget the person Mm. it's more that you get to a space of love and gratitude Mm -hmm. love and gratitude for for her in your life love and gratitude for her not in your life yeah so sort of like neutralizing it's totally neutralizing yeah so that something's not debilitating yeah. You know, when yeah. you're holding on to um, grief and loss, um, and I think you mentioned in the intro, you know, that can be about, um, I worked with a girl that had, uh, what was it? She wanted to, she came and stayed overnight at the resort and she, actually she was there with a group of girls and she was like, I need a consult. So she'd split from the husband a year before and man, she was cranky. Yeah. She was so cranky. Just with the like, world or at the husband? <laughs> well, with the world, with yeah. life, nothing, nothing was flowing, you know. Yeah. We're like, okay, well, we, we obviously need to do some work on your ex, but we 
and generally with the Demartini method, I would go, okay, what's peeving you off? Yeah. Like, what what is it about it? And and that's part of the Demartini method. The other part is the grief process. And we worked out we needed to do a grief process because she was actually grieving the loss of the family unit. Yeah. Yep. So when we really boiled mm. it down, it wasn't him as a person. It was the family unit. Mm. So when we went through all that and we went through all the benefits of her, you know, being alone, she now connects with the kids. She's She was very um, staunch on her. She was very strict. She mm. had rules and regulations like she was n- not that balanced degree. Mm. It was more imbalanced. Yeah. So, you know, when you are to a degree that's, you know, way off centre, well, then yeah. that can affect you and be a problem in your life. So she wasn't playing with her kids. She wasn't. She was the rule keeper. Yeah. So it kept a gap between her and her kids, whereas the splitting of the her and, like, the husband and the family unit, she connected back in the kids. She started reading books to the kids every night. She started taking the kids to the park. Like, so when we had a look at the bigger picture, when yeah. we stuck on one side, yeah, it keeps mm. us stuck, it's... It can run our life. It can make us sad. It can make us angry. It can make us depressed, stressed, everything else. Mm. But when we have a look at the bigger picture, because it's all there, yeah, we're just only... It's all stored in the subconscious. Yeah. The emotions are coming from those things that haven't come from the subconscious and brought them to the conscious to balance it all out. Mm. When we balanced it all out, I may have taken us two and a half hours with her. It's a big one. Like There was mm. a lot of work to be done, but... She sent me an e- like an email a week or two later, and she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe! Like I was yeah. stuck in that stuff for a year. Like in a week, I feel my life's different. I just see things differently. I have, yeah. I feel lighter. I'm not holding on to stuff. I'm. It was, it was great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like some, yeah. You sometimes you need to get unstuck before you can even see how heavily you were stuck. Because when you're in the thick of it, sometimes you just absolutely yeah just so it's very much stuck in survive not thrive yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah so obviously um yeah life does get in the way and dishes out a lot of challenges so that we can grow and evolve as our human self but can you give us just some sort of quick easy tips that can help us to deal with the challenges as they arise in the moment so working through obstacles and yeah, so that we can get through the challenges more quickly. Maybe maybe three of your best tips. <laughs> um, one to get out of it really quick is um, for me, and guys might not necessarily do that, but I I do a brain like a journal, which is a brain dump. Mm. Like I'm not yep. gonna pre- I'm not gonna pretend I'm nice and and like lovey dovey all the time. I get the stuff out. Yeah, I might swear, I might carry on, I might do whatever, and that's my getting it out. Mm-hmm. And then that allows my intuition to come in to get um, to connect with what's real and what's not real. Yeah. I never listen to hearsay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always know that. Oh God, I could go on with a whole bunch of yeah. it. But always know that with every challenge, there's a support. Every challenge, there's a support. Support. Yeah. Beautiful. So w- what we know in life is there's hot, cold. There's up, down. There's in, out. There's always yeah. that. Yeah. But how come we can't re- like there's two sides of coin well can't we know that with every challenge there's a sport yeah support a- absolutely yeah that's the the dualities of life yeah if there's something there's got to be another thing that's another ayurvedic teaching like if there is 
something, there has to be the opposite. Opposite, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one lady I was talking to the other week and she was like, oh, so-and-so, one of the little kids was, she's got two little kids and one plays up all the time. And I'm like, okay, so who's good all the time? And she said automatically the other kid. And I'm like, well, can't you just know that, well, yeah. you're never going to have a perfect family. Yeah. And I love that. I teach my clients to, if, if you're getting challenged in the home, and if you have a business, where would you prefer your challenge to be, in the home or in business, knowing that you're always going to get... The business. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd prefer my challenges in at home. home. Oh, would you? Yeah, because if I want my clients to be thriving, yeah, I, I don't want backlash from my clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I prefer backlash from my husband or my kids. Yeah, So yeah, if yeah. I... Look, I'm, I mean, you can't pick really where your challenges are going to come from, yeah. but knowing that you're always going to get a challenge in life... Yeah. It's going to be in one area. Where do you want it? Yeah. (laughs) At home, it gives you the opportunity to have a better relationship, to have a deeper connection with your husband, to to be able to learn new parenting skills, whatever. Mm. At 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 outside the home family unit, challenges from work, like from clients, from you know that that's their not good learning (laughs) I mean you're always going to get a learning curve and that may happen but yeah I I prefer it from home yeah I suppose I don't know like home sometimes gets a bit more emotionally charged will it well yeah always you're going to get emotionally charged until you have a different perspective of it all yeah that's it yeah and I suppose yeah you're growing as a family unit through your yeah you're always going to have your family unit yeah it gives you the ability to you know have such more meaningful and deeper connections if there's challenges there there's challenges there for a reason yeah yeah it's an opportunity for growth yeah (laughs) yep every challenge is an opportunity for growth that's that's yeah for sure (laughs) yeah and so yeah it is I think I mean in hindsight like it's all good to say be present you know when you have these emotional surges and to be non-reactive and how we can actually control the emotions like we definitely can and I think it's through a lot of work but actually in the time and space when you're feeling that frustration or something rising like the best tip in that moment how to control your emotions so you can kind of neutralize it or or do you just suggest sometimes I just say just sit with the emotion for a while allow allow yourself to feel annoyed but don't act on that emotion so if someone has you know called you or messaged you or emailed and they've really triggered you maybe allow yourself to feel it but don't respond don't reply to them in that moment in that frame of mind what, what yeah definitely your... but at some times you don't have the opportunity to not respond respond in exactly. that moment. yeah so yes identify yeah and take note because you may not be able to identify you can't go into the whole thing at that moment as to why it's what it is where it's coming from why is that person push my buttons what am I feeling you know what's the core of it you can't do that in the moment so yeah. um yeah sure you can say I'll get back to you or if it's an email like work it out yeah wait mm. but sometimes I think it's never it's never possible to never have a, a, a never not react yeah like that's part of human yeah. nature yeah. yeah the good thing to think about or to know is that there's a learning in it mm-hmm. like I was trying I was working with a client the other day and she didn't want to um like she was so 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 cranky about something that somebody did and I'm like yeah. okay where do you do that yeah okay yeah so if someone's really ticking you off that much 
mirror. Yeah. It's only it's like everyone's a mirror of us. So yeah. if that person's ticking you off, what is that person doing or not doing, and where do you do it? Yeah, yeah. Because the only reason it's coming up is because you don't own it within you. It's a part of you that you, you've disowned. Yeah, the Whereas, universe is showing it to you time and time again until you take ownership of it within yourself. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. She, I spoke to her today and she still she still hasn't owned it because we we're <laughs> laughing about it. Because, but yeah. you know, I'm like, there's gold in this one because it's yeah. like it's so deep there that you don't want to do it. So know that if it's if it's annoying you that much, there's something really there look to have a look at and to. Um, acknowledge so um, emotions are already come going to come up always going to come up um, how to deal with it you need to identify there and then like if you're losing your stuff all the time you mm. god emotional or yeah. you know highly charged all the time yeah sure you've got something to look at if it's on the odd occasion look at it where's it coming from what what do I need to learn from this um but I believe that sometimes I'm, like for me, personally, and when I speak throughout this whole thing, this is my beliefs at this moment. My mm-hmm. beliefs tomorrow and the next day and the next day may change because I don't know what I don't know yet. But yeah. I believe sometimes I need to lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to carry on with it for a day yeah. or two days or whatever, but in that moment. So I might be having a conversation and saying, and like trying to diffuse this situation like, one time, two times, three times, four times. Mm. The person's not listening. Mm. You gotta lose it. You gotta let that emotion run free. <laughs> well, well, you can't yeah. just let them go on forever and a day. Yeah. So, uh, at that point, but it's never a first point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like because then they'll stop and look at what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Every situation is just so unique. Yeah. 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 yeah that's uh-huh. it. And know that, like, I don't ever believe in. You know, to people striving for a peaceful world or a... It's not... It's never going to happen. Yeah, because we need that duality in life to know. Well, we need the duality, you know. You need... Like, if you're in a world of chaos today and you've got peace tomorrow, well, you're going to appreciate it. Mm. If you're in a state of peace all the time, well, you're not going to appreciate the the like the opposite. Yeah. Also, it's in that state of chaos that you get your learnings. You have the opportunity to grow. You have the opportunity to transform. You're, ha- you're connecting with other people. You're, mm. yeah. I think the big thing is ex- accepting that there's going to be ups and downs in life and that's it's all part of it. And, yeah, just coming to that contentment, that acceptance, Santosha, of the the ups and downs of life and not having to be perfect in it all the time, not having to be... 100% all smiles and happy, like being okay if you're not feeling amazing, but knowing tomorrow you might. Yeah, that's right. So, Identifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think also like uh, when we were talking about if you are emotionally charged a lot of the time is to take a deeper look in your mind-body health as well. So like there could be like hormonal imbalances, there could be different things that aren't um, resonating with the food you're eating, with the microbiome in your gut. Like there's a lot of different reasons that you know the mind body is connected but it could also be some sort of physical form in your body that is elevating the emotions 100 percent. but part of that i also believe that we are we attract the vibration that we put out so if we're we're mm. going to attract a microbiome mm. That resonates with our belief, well, like our deep-seated feelings, beliefs, because all our minds, like everything we talk out there and, and put out there is a vibration. So we're yeah. going to attract that vibration. Yes, it 
creates a physical balance or imbalance. Yeah. And I suppose it's like the chicken and egg, which comes first? Yeah, yeah. You know, is it coming from the mind, the vibration you put out there and you, you, yeah. you know, because you and I can be both in the exact same situation and you pick up a, a imbalance in the gut and I don't. Mm. Yeah. So where, what, what is it that we need to, you know, you were talking about before being sick um, from barley when barley, yeah, yeah. You, how, yeah. How come you got that and then the person next to you didn't get it? So yeah. um, it, it's very much which comes first. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's a very open-ended conversation because yeah. who knows <laughs> yeah 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 it's just about bringing it all back into balance I think the, absolutely the but taking you we need we need every treat like treatment that our body needs and what it what it, our body needs is different to what everybody else's body needs but um definitely coaching is not one way to look at it definitely you know something else is not we, we need everything to help us be in the best state we can possibly yeah be. absolutely yeah see what works for you and what gets you to that balanced state absolutely yeah go go see what's out there try a session you know yeah go see a, a natural practitioner or whatever you need to do to definitely. what works and resonates with you yeah for sure yeah you want to get on that um that vibrational level and like you said it can be different for everyone and different things trigger us but different things heal us as well a hundred percent yeah absolutely absolutely awesome well thank you so much it's been such a great (laughs) conversation it's been really really good and I yeah I hope everyone else out there has enjoyed it and maybe learnt something from it or if it has raised any like issues or something that you know you need to deal with like some deep-seated grief then um you know you can speak to debbie (laughs) where can they find you well who knows soon (laughs) i am selling yes we are selling the resort which is at belamble heights um which has been for the last three years where it's been held it's been used as a retreat space as Mm. you said day retreats overnight retreats um We've had all sorts of things happening there. Um, so to find me, find, <laughs> find me. Let's see where <laughs> I am in the next. Do you have a website for your coaching? No, not yet. Not yet. Because uh, everything's Grande. on the Casa Grande. So yeah. I, my inspired life going forward will be a new life. Yay. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, I have clients in Singapore and America, so I do them by Zoom. Zoom. So anything's yeah. possible with computer, internet, phones these days. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a Facebook page? It's all under Casa, Casa Grande Resort. Yeah. Well, if you are listening, you want to get into contact with Debbie before the resort um, mm. gets sold, <laughs> look yeah. up Casa Grande Resort. Casa Grande Resort and Day Spa. And Day Spa. And... Um, I'll put the link on the show notes mm-hmm. and then um, if you're listening after it's sold, then you can just put my name and number on the date on the notes as okay, well. Okay, cool. We'll do that. Yeah. All right. If you're happy for your phone number to be on oh, the yeah. show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll put Debbie's phone number on the show notes <laughs> instead. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. curious about Ayurveda or have you been called to learn more about Ayurveda? If so, I would love to offer you these teachings in my intro to Ayurveda lifestyle medicine for the mind, body, soul online course. 
Ayurveda translates to the science of life and longevity. Its teachings hold ancient wisdom and secrets of how to live a long, healthy and vibrant life. Ayurveda has been around for 5,000 plus years. It's been tried and tested for centuries, yet has only become more popularized in the modern Western world in recent times as the true healing benefits of Ayurveda are being discovered by many in the West. Its relevance and power is needed now more than ever. Applying Ayurvedic principles and practices to your mind, body, soul can help you heal your gut and gut-related symptoms such as bloating, gas, indigestion, constipation or loose stools. It can help assist with hormonal balance and total body balance. It helps mitigate stress and anxiety, clear skin, helps to achieve a healthy body weight and maintain it helps you feel deeply connected to your mind, body, soul, increase and sustain energy, increase peace of mind and support and boost your metabolism. This course will give you an introduction into the art of Ayurvedic lifestyle medicine so that you can apply Ayurveda to your life and become your own healer and health guru. You will discover and understand yourself on a deeper level. In this course, you will learn the history of Ayurveda, Ayurvedic Dhinacharya, Ayurvedic Nutrition, Ayurvedic Psychology. You'll also discover your own unique constitution, your dosha. You will be given practical tips on how to apply the art of Ayurveda to your modern day lifestyle and how to simplify health to get the most out of your life. So if you would like to sign up, to this seven module course, please head over to my website, www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Namaste. Hey, hey, soul sister. I'm going to take a wild guess that you are a high-achieving busy mama or high-achieving entrepreneur. I also bet that you give so much to everybody else and that you live a life of passion. You're always there to support your family. You're a great friend and you love to hang at the beach, do yoga, practice Pilates and do all things that really light your soul up. But whilst you're doing all of these amazing things, often you're suffering in silence. You're suffering with gut issues, erratic hormones, overwhelm, and unable to find your ideal weight. I am here to tell you that you are not alone, but I'm also here to help you. And I would love to offer you the opportunity to heal and work with me one-on-one in my 12-week Ayurvedic mind-body reset cleanse. Now, this cleanse also includes a two-night retreat. Amazing. And I will get to those details soon. This platinum offer is for those who really want to make a transformation and are willing to do the work. Because let's be honest, it does take work. All change 
takes work. But I will be here to guide you and I will be here to support you. And that is why I offer a one-on-one -on -one Ayurvedic and integrative health program where you'll be having consultations with myself so that we can discover your unique constitution and get to the root cause of your suffering. In the program, you will receive specialized body work such as Ayurvedic lymphatic drainage massage. And to top it all off, you will finish with that two-night luxury Ayurvedic mind-body cleanse retreat. Now, I have been finalizing some of the details for this retreat and it is going to be epic. The location where I'm holding it is superb. It is truly magnificent, very, very beautiful place. And you will be able to really connect with nature. You'll be able to connect with your own mind, body, soul. You'll be cleansing the body, having really clean, beautiful Ayurvedic cleansing meals. We'll be doing daily yoga, pranayama, breath work, workshops, and a really nice time to rejuvenate, to relax, and to help the body cleanse. So let's work together to heal your gut, balance your hormones, cut the feeling of overwhelm, and find your ideal weight. If you would love to jump on this opportunity, there is only limited spots. So please book your discovery call today to see if the Ayurvedic Mind Body Reset Cleanse is right for you. Now you can go ahead and book that call via my website www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au Namaste sister.